This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is a podcast brought to you by Church of the Incarnation in Highlands, North Carolina. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Hey, podcast fam. It's good to be with you. Um, We come to you from a pretty warm and muggy Highlands, which is, I would say, an unusual... um, weather phenomenon up here last night at eight o'clock it was 85 degrees that's crazy it felt like birmingham alabama right so if y'all are you know sweating away in the south somewhere else we're in michigan it's like 90 plus degrees there right now we feel you we feel you we're with you this time give it a week we probably won't be but (laughs) but it's been warm Uh, it's been warm um what What's been going on in your life, Bentley? I feel like we might not have had a little check-in in a while. Uh, Kellen, thanks for asking. Um, you know, both of us have been sick the past couple of weeks with COVID. I'm really glad to be over that um, and back up to kind of normal. Um, I, you know, I've had a lot of fun the past, uh, this last week teaching uh, uh, a new series that we have on Sundays. I know that you kicked us off uh, two weeks ago. Um little over two two weeks ago who knows two Sundays ago um I like to let Bentley just try to figure out time and dates yeah enjoyable for me it's not my strong suit anyway you're doing great we've had two classes so far um on renewal movements within the church and I've had a lot of fun uh preparing for that and I'm looking forward to the one uh that we're gonna have this coming Sunday how about you Kellen what have what have you been up to what have you been thinking about um, I feel like the last month was like me being sick, me recovering from being sick, you being sick, and then going to Colorado <laughs> to do a wedding and coming back here really quickly. So it's felt a little bit of a whirlwind. And um, and now I'm thinking about, <laughs> honestly, like how to rest and recover from all of that. You'd need a vacation from your vacation, but you weren't quite vacationing. You were working, and you went out to. You, so tell folks about Colorado. That I think that's. I was just say I I took one one day off, which was a Sunday. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call that a vacation. I traveled. Yeah. And was gone for the weekend. But what I meant to say is like you got to go see something. That's uh, true. Far away, which totally surely true. was beautiful. It was beautiful. Colorado is great. We were in the mountains, and um. I was surprised by how much the elevation affected me. I was, we were like at 10,000 feet. I could feel it. We went on a hike and both Kai and I were just like huffing and puffing. Yeah, like totally spent. And we were wondering like what kind of creatures Coloradans are because they were just like, you know, jogging up up this mountain. They're healthy creatures. <laughs> I was like, wow, well, you're a different I, species than I am. You didn't actually. It wasn't quite a vacation in terms of time. Uh, you were. I felt like you like left and then you were back uh, in the blink of an eye. But you went out there for a wedding, right? Yeah, my best friend from high school got married, and I officiated his wedding. That's awesome. It was really joyful. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Um how wonderful it is to officiate weddings it's not something you get to do very often um at least in the last couple years during the pandemic and um and the liturgy is so beautiful and i 
every time I like read that blessing of a marriage, I think, holy cow, this is, this is like one of the best things in the prayer book. It is so, so beautiful. Uh, one of my heroes, as you know, Kellen, is Rowan Williams, and he oftentimes talks about uh, the physical location of a priest as being something um, that defines the role, defines the work, defines the vocation, uh, is that we inhabit particular places, and weddings are, are, are some of those moments where I think to myself, I've got a really interesting perspective standing Mm -hmm. where I am uh, between the bride um yeah something about like the proximity to like these two people who are like committing their lives to one another and you being like so close to it and seeing the people yeah and like leading them through it and seeing the community around them it is like a really really special place to be and I've heard priests like sort of say you know like I'd much rather do a funeral than a wedding and (laughs) like I understand that because there can be sort of these intense dynamics, family dynamics at weddings. Um, but wow, like, it's so joyful. I So I'm like grateful and honored to have been in that place this past weekend. You are my shelter. You are my flesh for my So we're kind of uh, out of the special seasons of the church here and in ordinary time, season after Pentecost, and we're kind of like here for a while, months and months and months. And so I'm wondering if there are, um, if there's anything that you've been um, reflecting on or um, hoping for growth in a particular area. Yeah, Kellen, you're always very good about reminding us of the season and the kind of thing that we are meant to be thinking about. Or um, it's one of the reasons I fell in love with the Episcopal Church. Yeah, so it orders time yeah, so well in so, the year. Right, I love that. So during ordinary time, um, it's a time to your point of steady, uh, slow, rooted growth, and. Um, you know, I haven't been thinking about it, uh, but now that you ask, um, y- given where we are uh, in the um, in our society, um, and since we mentioned COVID, um, where we are with some of those things, and I, one of the things that I think I'm looking for during this time of growth is uh, maybe a spirit of gratitude and graciousness um, and of thanksgiving. Um, That's something that I've been thinking about recently is um, how to foster that spirit. Um, I find that sometimes I can be a bit of an Eeyore and, you know, uh, the glass can be half empty and not half full and I'm not necessarily talking about like kind of a a kind of shallow optimism or something like this but um, cultivating a heart of gratitude is probably something that's on my mind right now Hmm. how about you Kellen 
um, when I was traveling back and forth from Colorado, I um, realized that my life here is quite separated in many ways from like the hustle and bustle of the world. I mean, I don't sit in traffic very often. I don't encounter people in my way (laughs) very often as I did in the airport. And um, it sort of exposed in me something that I, you know, have known for a long, long time ever since my mother would say to me as a child, like, just be patient, Callan, like, be patient. Because I was, like, notoriously an impatient child and wanted to do things, like, as quickly as possible. And, um, and I've been, yeah, thinking about my impatience, reflecting on that, um, praying about it. And, um, so much in ministry are things that just don't happen very quickly. (laughs) And growth, spiritual growth, is slow and um, new ministries take a long time to form and um, and flourish and I am going to practice some patience I think in this in this season of ordinary time and you can hold me accountable to that <laughs> Kellen, last Sunday was Trinity Sunday, and you are uh, preaching this coming Sunday from the eighth chapter of Luke. It's the story of Jesus arriving to the country of the Gerasenes, and uh, a man approaches him who is possessed by demons, and those demons cry out when they see Jesus, um, saying, what do you have to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Um, Jesus asks um, the demons the demon what his name is um, and then you get this response from the demon legion um, and the demons beg not to be uh, tormented but what Jesus does in this story is he casts the demons out into a swine herd and then uh, the swine herd kind of runs off of a cliff and after this happens uh, the man Um, is, we're told, kind of back in his right mind and restored uh, to the community. Um, So that's our gospel reading. And I'm curious, Kellen, what you might be thinking about uh, in relationship to this text, what you might be uh, considering as you prepare uh, for your sermon on Sunday. So you said something um, in Bible study that, like, caught my heart because I thought it was profound. And... (laughs) Um, You were talking about how um, we sometimes don't let other people change or transform, um, that we sort of hold on to who they've been and don't leave, yeah, or don't offer grace 
and accept sort of the new creation that they're becoming. And this story reminds me of that impulse, especially in terms of the town, the community sort of being afraid of Jesus and what he has done. Um, That sort of human (laughs) inclination to not just want things to stay the way they are, but the sadness when we um, we can't sort of celebrate when someone has been healed or recovered or, um, yeah, like become a new a new creation, and and I'm struck by by their fear of Jesus in this moment and how they like don't want him to come back to their town they don't want (laughs) what he has to offer that rejection of Jesus and um and their sort of commitment to the status quo (laughs) and their commitment to um yeah I don't know if like scapegoating is the right word here but to things just being the way that they are. Um, Kellen, I, as I think about this story and exactly kind of what you just said, I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that fear of the town, right? And the isolation of the man uh, with the demon. And I think part of the reason we resist other people changing is because we might be unsure of whether or not we're capable of such transformation. Um, you, you don't want to see somebody change too much uh, because it might call into question uh, the stagnation in your own life. Um, and I wonder, you know, this, at least in the kind of gospel account, the town kind of wanting Jesus to kind of move along. Uh, is because maybe, and I'm reading into the text a bit, in the back of their hearts and minds, they think that Christ might require them to change as well. And um, it's scary to think that there are parts of our lives that need transformation. Um, And when you see it, again, when you see it happen in someone else, I think it it can hold up a mirror and say, you know, what change is happening in your life. And uh, many of us, I think, want to resist that kind of thing because it certainly isn't always uh, going to be painless. Um, So I I, I wonder about that a bit. Um, I'm also thinking about what, what a gift of love it was for this man who was Uh, isolated and pushed aside from the community uh, to have God himself um, draw near and and to be with him Um, what a gift that must have been yeah there's such a um, lovely small detail in the text about the man being naked initially when Jesus meets him and then um, the townspeople find him clothed and in his right mind. And um, that's sort of, you know, a reversal of the Eden story. But uh, I think it's a 
an important and um, hopeful image for this for this person for for him who didn't have any clothes but was clothed with God's love and and dignity and gift and grace. Well, and maybe Kellen, that is uh, that helps me kind of think through a bit of what I was saying as well is. Um, there might be a bit of a judgment on the town. Why was he without clothing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Christ comes along and takes care of his needs. Um, and so there's a bit of a judgment, I think, on the town for having not cared for him, maybe in the ways that they could have. Change comes slow. But it's not so far away, so far away. Here's a prayer. Lord, you speak in my heart and say, seek my face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not your face from me. Raise me up from myself and draw me to you. Cleanse, heal, quicken, enlighten the eye of my mind that it may look to you. Strengthen my soul that with all the power of my understanding it may strive to know you. For you are life and wisdom, truth and beauty, and everything that is good. Amen. All right, podcast friends, it's been great uh, being with you on this episode. A couple, uh, just really one announcement. We really, really, really look forward to seeing you all on Sundays in worship, gathered together in community um, around Christ. Uh, So we will see you Sunday. And uh, please consider joining us for education at 9 o'clock in Jones Hall. I'll be teaching a class this Sunday on the Oxford Movement. It's his specialty. It's you should come. <laughs> He's like been talking about it for like a month and a half at this point. It's going to be great. And then after that, Kellen will be teaching the next class on liberation theology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're having a wonderful time uh, in class. So please consider joining us on Sundays for that. In addition to uh, worship at 8 o'clock and 1030. In the meantime. We love you and we'll see you soon. God's peace.